everybody. This is Ashley. This is Karen. And this is The Musicals. We recorded yesterday. Yes. Um, we recorded Murder on the Orient Express, so if you haven't checked out that episode, please do. But because we did all that banter yesterday, we're just going to jump right in today, aren't we? Yes, we are. Great. So last night, Karen and I got together with all the girls, which was really fun. After two years for me. I have to point that out. For me, it was two years because the band's visit, I went on another night. Yes. Two years. Two years. So we dined at the Stuffed Olive prior to the show and it was full. It was very full and I think it was a lot. A lot of the diners were there for the show because it emptied out right at the time we were leaving because we were leaving for the show and I looked around and I was like, oh, it's um, it's empty. And one thing I appreciate about that place is uh, they work hard to get people out on time. Mm. Um, it did take a little bit of time for our meal to arrive, but our waitress kept coming by and she at one point said, I'm going to go check on that. And boom, it showed up after that as well, too. So uh, essentially props to the stuffed olive for mm-hmm. being well staffed to handle like they know their their clientele. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, we had a reservation. I'm very glad we did. Yes. Otherwise, we would have been like, never mind. Let's yes. find somewhere else. Exactly. You uh, you needed to have a reservation. And also, that bar was very full. Yeah, and was... I noticed that that bar was well-staffed because they had three bartenders as well, too. Yeah. And they had live music there last night, they too. They did. Yes. Um, I had the mini chimneys, which yes. were a recommendation. They were fabulous. Really? Okay. Yes. I saw that on the menu, and I thought about it. They were very good. Um, It came with a dipping sauce, but it also came on a bed of lettuce. So I thought maybe the dipping sauce was actually salad dressing. It was not. (laughs) I took a very large bite and it was uh, very hot. Okay. Uh, What was the, was it vegetarian chimneys or was it meat? They were chicken. Chicken. Okay. Mm -hmm. Excellent. I had a cheeseburger, bacon cheeseburger with a side salad. It was very good. And uh, I enjoyed it. I couldn't eat it all because the salad was like massive. My side salad was massive. And so I made it through, I'd say a good 80% of my burger and about 75% of my, my salad. I thought just that I would share that. So nice. also I forgot my wallet, so I owe you money. <laughs> That's so, true. Yes. That's true. And then afterwards we walked over to the Civic Center and mm-hmm. again, um, they're checking IDs, they're checking uh, vaccination cards. And so this or time, negative PCR test. Or negative tests. PCR test. You are correct. This time, they gave us a little stamp on our hand. I felt like I was going to the club and the yeah. bouncer checked yes. my ID. <laughs> um, and then I think, was it new this time, that um, security thing you walked through? You know, it's uh, funny you should say that because I noticed that too. Because, what was it, two years ago they would wear wanding us. Yeah. And this time there was nobody to wand us. We just walked through the sensors. Yeah. Um, but... Um, I can't remember if we saw it in the fall or not. I, I, I don't, don't remember. I really don't remember. One thing that was good was that in the fall, because it was a warmer day, they had greeters out on the Outside. sidewalk. This time they didn't, so they had made sure that um, you could enter the uh, will call area. Foyer. Foyer, yes, exactly. The will call area and get stamped and then go through and get your tickets um, scanned and so that helped a lot because I feel like people weren't having to wait out on the sidewalk in the cold. Yeah. So. yeah, and I will say I hold all the tickets for our group. Yes. And historically they'd been paper tickets, but they switched over to this app in the last I don't know six months maybe. And the app's super handy, super mm-hmm. easy to use, super fast. Yeah. Because um, I it wasn't one of those situations where I had to download them on my phone earlier to make sure that I blah blah blah. Right. They just showed up and I went, bloop, 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 great. Yeah, that was super yeah. slick. And masks are required. Yes. Um, 
And it was, was it pretty full last night? It was pretty full. I, uh, I love to look around and in front of us, there were maybe a couple pairs of seats. So I'm assuming it's uh, season ticket holders who couldn't make it. And then behind us, I would say a fair amount was full. So I would say probably like between 75 and 80% full okay. is what it was. Um, it wasn't as packed as like it was for like sold out shows. Sure. But it wasn't uh, half full. So I right. stick with 75%. Right. And for frame of reference, if anyone knows the Civic Center, we are in row T, which okay. is about halfway up, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Because when you go in through the doors. Or door when, four. Is that what our number is? I, it's, I thought it was four. three W. Yeah. Well, it's three and you walk up or four and you go down. A oh, bit. sure. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we've had those seats for years and years. I know. Yeah. They're the cheap seats. They're the little pocket of cheap seats further down. Yes. That's, that's what true. it is. <laughs> we're not, so we're not um, head on. So you do on occasion miss a couple of things depending on how the stage is set. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fine. Well, last night I actually saw them pull one of the sets off. And I had two before. Yes. It's like, that's how it works. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love seeing the behind the scenes things as well, too, because I, I like to see how the magic happens as well, too. And I saw somebody pulling over. And another thing was there was one scene where um, somebody was going to have to jump up on a table. And I noticed one of the stagehands like pushed down on the table to make sure because it was on wheels but they made sure that it was down and I was like I wonder why they're doing that and then in the next scene somebody jumped on the table I was like oh exactly why I did that That so yeah so last night we saw Tootsie yes um and that is it was originally a 1982 movie with Dustin Dustin Hoffman Hoffman. which I have not seen seen I have not seen it either okay so I did read the little blurb in the playbill um, of, that they changed some things. So apparently mm-hmm. in the movie, he was a soap opera star. And they okay. changed, or so he wanted to be a soap opera star. And for the musical, they changed it to musical theater because it lent its hand to allowing them to sing pretty easily. Sure. Right. <laughs> so the general premise is that there's this actor who is not getting any work, and then he dresses as a woman and gets work. And then it all kind of goes on from there. Yes. Right. It, it it seems like it's working out and then it isn't. That's true. Yes. That's true. And hilarity ensues. It actually is a super funny show. Yeah. Um, and I was actually impressed, maybe. Is the, I don't know what the right word is. There were times where there was like literally nothing happening on stage and the crowd was just chuckling and laughing. It was. So a couple of things... Um, I'm going to launch into my thoughts. So I hadn't seen the movie, but I was like, how is this going to translate into... A production in 2020 yeah exactly yeah. because I'm putting a man in a dress isn't the like you can't that that's not funny anymore like, right. not that it's not funny but like that can't be the the whole premise exactly and it's I was like how is this going to translate and um, it was surprisingly empowering towards women is the way I would uh, follow like I would say it and through the, as I was thinking, like while watching the musical and gathering my thoughts and thinking about for this podcast, I got kind of the feel of nine to five, the movie, because it was the whole deal of like, oh, women aren't going to take this sort of attitude um, that surprisingly came through the character that was just posing to be a woman. So I was really conflicted um, last night and also when I'm thinking back on it. So 
Um, I will say that they have updated it from 1982 based on, again, what I read in the play, mm-hmm. though, that they like legitimately called out, you're taking jobs away from women by dressing as a woman. Exactly. And there was also a joke that, well, better get ready to take a pay, pay cut. cut. And that one went really well. There was another, um, later when the manager came into the apartment and he made a comment, and I don't remember what it was right now off the top of my head, but I was like, in a different city, that would get huge, like, whoops and hollers and claps. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember what the comment was either, because I I also, I know what you're talking about. I was about. about to start clapping, and then I was going to be the only yes, one. <laughs> yeah, because it just kind of went over, but I cannot remember what it was. There was also reference to how women aren't called by their name. They're just called by some Honey. sort of, like, yeah, it... it yeah, exactly. It's not a term of endearment. It's just a reference point. Right. Which is funny because Tootsie is literally said, I think, once, once in the show. Yes. I was like, why did we name it this? Yes. So I really appreciated that they called out that this is, it's not okay in today's society or right. whatever. But I also struggled because uh, he found success as Dorothy. Right. But it wasn't just that he found success, it's that everyone was so happy that Dorothy came into their lives and had really changed everything for them, which to me was like, well, we need a man to dress as a woman in order to make any change. So that, my reaction wasn't that. My reaction was, did everybody love Dorothy because she was a throwback? Well, that too. That was um, the way she dressed, the way she presented herself like she was forceful but was it because she was forceful within um societal norms like like because she was the character is supposed to be 40 yeah and so it was like oh this older woman is telling us these things that's okay but if you were a 20 something would that have been like oh look at that aggressive person i can't believe that they are like so you know aggressive yeah and i think it helped that i think it was the producer was female i think that helped yes. to empower the whole situation um but it was funny because as dorothy he was saying a lot of the same things to literally the same director that he was saying as, as a man. man and i was just like what's like how did this change things because i don't think that a man is gonna listen to a woman better than he will listen to another man. true but I think the producer being there and yeah. being female and being an older female probably helped empower the whole situation. I think beyond that, I think it was money. <laughs> I think it was a case of the director had to listen to the producer because she wrote the checks. And that's that's the reason right. why. Right. I also wondered like why Dorothy gave him power because uh, I, I watch a lot of mainstream drag. Like I feel like mm-hmm. I know a lot about drag as an art and generally drag artists say that the character that they are portraying in drag um, helps to bring them out of their shell it's like a completely different personality like it's a completely different character which is not the same reason that he went into drag yes but at still he seemed to learn from her at some point but i'm just wondering why or how but I didn't connect would you call what he did drag, though, or was it just a man who put on a dress? Right, right. So that's um, one of the things that I think, yeah, it's different. I feel yeah. it's different. It is, it is. And I think in my brain I was trying to rectify those because then when it was just a men, man dressing as a woman to get a job, which is what it was, yes. then it felt dirtier. 
Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Because again, it was I'm. He's taking away my job. Yeah. True. Which, and I, I will say the actors did a great job, and they were very likable, and they were very yes. fleshed out. So he had a, uh, an ex that was constantly running in and out of their apartment. I loved her. She was great. Oh my goodness, could she like the <laughs> speed of singing? It was um, phenomenal. It was essentially rap. <laughs> but but singing. And it was like high strung and there were yeah. so many lyrics. Yes. Uh, the actress was Peyton but Riley. But she was uh, still, she still enunciated because yes. you could follow all, along you could. with what she was saying. You could. Yeah, the actress was Peyton Riley and she was great. Like, she was neurotic. Yes. But she was very enjoyable. Every time she walked in, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, exactly. What's going to be now? And I will say I identified with certain of her neuroses because one of the scenes where she where she talks about how she thinks a situation would play out. And I thought to myself, that's exactly what I do. I already create (laughs) the scenario in my mind. Not a single thing has happened yet, but it's going to. Uh, The lead was Drew Becker. I thought, I actually enjoyed him more as Dorothy than I did as... Um, um, Yes, I agree with that because he was more charming as Dorothy. As um, Michael Dorsey, he was just annoying. And I was like, just get over it and move on, dude. Yeah. But I was thinking too, as I was listening to him, the vocal range that you need as an actor, because yeah. he did a lot of his singing in falsetto, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't like he's like, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was there. He was that character or he was this character. And you also got to see him like changing in and out of his outfit at times. And it was just kind of fun to watch. I also enjoyed that because I felt again, he played it straight. Like he didn't um, try to overdo the femininity of women you know i think it could have become very much a caricature Mm -hmm. and in fact when dorothy uh first showed up i was like oh this is a very subtle person and so i actually enjoyed that as well too yeah dorothy was very likable yes like i she was the best but was she likable again because she was a bit of a throwback maybe because she seemed very like motherly and exactly Yeah. yeah The roommate was also really, really funny. Jared David Michael Grant. That's a lot of first names. (laughs) Uh, He was hilarious. And he was really good at uh, kind of really subtle acting, which I think could be super hard on a big stage like that. But he would just kind of throw a look or just make little adjustments. And it was, he was so funny. He was. He, um, what I... uh, I liked about him was he did he uh, held the stage but he never overpowered another character um, so there's something to be said about that as yeah. well too I liked that that um, he had very good I guess what I'm trying to say is he had very good chemistry with the other actors like essentially Michael Dorsey and um, uh, Sandy the ex-girlfriend as well too I thought they all played off each other very well and he was secure enough in his non-leading role but gave it his all yeah he was a great supporting cast member um i actually loved the character who played julie ashley alexandra she can sing she's phenomenal she can sing i saw in her write-up that she also has sung on uh cruises she's done celebrity cruises and i was like oh yeah that makes perfect sense because she had a beautiful voice and sang effortlessly as well too she did and she really brought a lot of depth to the character i think i agree and i felt like her friendship with dorothy was very good whereas in we call real life 
I don't think the relationship is going to work out. No. Okay, <laughs> she's too good for him. She is too good for him. But you know something? She had a song in the first act called There Was John, which I don't remember the words. And actually, a lot of these songs were... Like, there's none that are stuck in my head, but I like them in the, in the moment. Yes. Um, but this There there Was John, I thought was a really lovely song about how two people can, like, be in love but want different things. Yes. And just kind of how, how that all plays out. Yeah. It was kind of a story song. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really got to let you know her character really well. I agree. And um, without being overly dramatic, it was very a matter-of-fact song is the way I would describe it, is how... She and John were together and they'd known each other for a long while and they loved each other, but he wanted to have a family and she wanted to be a performer and they went their separate ways. Mm -hmm. That was it. And um, that was, yeah, it was just very matter of fact, but it it showed the depth of character as well Mm -hmm. too. So we'll be right back. Um, I couldn't put my finger on the style of music that was there. Hmm. I feel there's an identifying style for it because it was like, and I keep wanting to say staccato, and that's not what it was, but it definitely had a like a certain rhythm to it. It was it was musical music, like yeah. it was very musical. They were bops. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but there was um, the little overture when we started really got the crowd in. Like I thought that like set the tone for the whole thing. Likewise with um, the second act, it really got everybody going and I wish I could like get on YouTube and listen to something from it because it has a very distinct style to it like very rhythmic is the only way I can describe yeah it. yeah and like you said when she had that really fast song with the rap like, yeah it, it kind of had a thread throughout I will say and I don't remember for a band's visit did we have like a live band or was it just the band on stage no there was a live band but I think it was stripped down okay because having the orchestra pit yes like gave me chills and the the curtain at the front was like a very classic musical curtain exactly red with gold trim and they had the big flourishing trumpet like oh we are here at the theater exactly like in the crowd that was the other thing to jump around a little bit is the crowd was ready for it like they were primed yeah we were ready to laugh yes and we did like it it had a lot of laughs um, it was a long show. It was a very long <laughs> show, yes. Um, the first the first half, I thought it was going to end here, and then it kept going, and I was like, oh, yeah. okay, here we are. Um, but I think we got out of the place at like 10, 15 or something. Yes, yeah. So that's almost three hours. Right, yeah. Um, not, that I, not that it drug on. It no, was just like at all. Yeah, it yeah. was just long. So, yeah. Yeah, and the ending, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but I don't know if I... I don't... I didn't hate the ending, but I didn't love the ending, and I know... The person sitting next to me is like, that's how it ends? Yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the ending because um, I was, I like the way that it was left open-ended. Yeah. Um, I hate open-ended book, like I hate open-ended fiction. Like I can't read books and then it's like, oh, and then they looked at each other over the table and you're like, then what happened? <laughs> but um, I thought that uh, it ended well because it ended open-ended because nothing was like solved. Because it was still, it's, I'll say a troublesome friendship. Yeah. And they both needed to figure out what their deal was. Yeah. And so I like that it wasn't, everything didn't end super tidy with a bow on it. Like you're you're left to your own, like somebody could think, oh yes, they lived happily ever after. And another person could think, oh yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, overall, I liked it a lot. It was fun. Um, it took me a minute to get into it. I'm not sure why. I think there were just a lot of characters as yes. I was trying to figure out who I needed to yeah. attach to. Right. Um, but I thought it was super funny, and I yeah. thought it was really fun. And Michael Dorsey was not that likable. <laughs> he wasn't. As the, at the beginning, and um, it was, uh, I would say, the nothing against the actor. It just had to do with the character, because the actor did a fantastic job. Yeah. It just had to do with the character itself and was redeemed by other people in the musical and it turned out pretty well, is how I would describe it. But I enjoyed myself for the full evening. I was ready to enjoy myself. It was good. Um, one thing I noticed about the cast, especially the main cast, um, a lot of them didn't have a ton of uh, national tour experience and I thought oh, that was really? kind of fun because I was like, oh, this was a nice, good set of performers who... It, I mean, they have stacked resumes in terms of like doing regional theater and other stuff as well. But being on a national, first national tour, I thought, oh, this is kind of nice that they're getting their big break with this. So. But the ensemble cast, they, several of them had uh, national tours on there. And if you read through that, they all have stacked resumes. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it had a good supporting cast. I actually really liked the sets, too. They were kind of fun. too. Yes. Um yeah, how, how the apartment unfolded. and Yes, I love that. I love when um, like one set gets turned around and it's a completely different set on the other side. I always find that enjoyable. Yeah. I would say go see it, definitely. Um, it's enjoyable. It's just a musical's musical. I will say, like this is what I expected to come back from Pandemic to. Yes. You know, I kind of was poo-pooing the band's visit because I was like, I want something that's going to be fun and funny yeah. and I don't have to think and I'm just going to have a fun time. Right. And this one did cause me to think a little bit because yeah. of the whole trying to figure out how I felt about the whole woman thing. Right. Um, but mostly I just laughed yes. and enjoyed myself. I agree. Well, I was very happy because I was worried going ahead because I'm like, how is this going to play out? Because I, I didn't know, I didn't have the playbill ahead of time to know that they had made updates. I just assumed it would be like the movie mm. and they made it in the musical. And I'm like, this is not 1982. Again. <laughs> like this, we're just not in 1982. How is this? Yeah, women have come so far and yet not enough. <laughs> um, but I was glad um, that things were said. At the same time, yes, I agree with you that there are still a little troublesome issues. And I did think... Are they saying the right thing to make it not troublesome? Like talking about the gender pay gap or talking about taking a job from all that. Is that just lip service to make yeah. it digestible, yeah. you know? But I all those things, again, not enough for me to not enjoy it. I just wonder about the longevity of this play. Yeah, this musical. That, that's all I think about is I, I feel like it's not like... This came up with the producers where I was said it has not aged well, and I wonder about this on whether it has not it won't age well. So yeah, it did win. Oh, it won best book and was nominated for ten Tony Awards. Okay, it opened in the spring of twenty nineteen, so it's okay. Pretty new, yeah. But I I agree. I when you know we've got a bunch of creative creativity that's happening mm -hmm. all the time. Will it will it be around for a while or will it quickly fade and back i'm not yeah. sure but it's fun it I, is. Would, I would say go i agree i would say go i would say rename it something different i don't i don't know that i love tootsie but so i wonder in the movie was that her name her character's name idea. okay because i did wonder about that i i was like it, it would make sense that 
Dustin Hoffman's character's name was Tootsie in the sure. movie. So that could be. Yeah. We've got a bunch of stuff coming up after this too. Because we, we got do. Hades Town next, right? Uh, we have Rent next. Oh, okay. Excellent. Yep. We have Rent, we have Hades Town. Those are both in March. Okay. And then um, April we have Bernadette Peters in concert. May is Hamilton, August, My Fair Lady, and To Kill a Mockingbird for Excellent. the Boyne Performing Arts. Perfect. So they've got a lineup. And you know what? I don't know if you saw this, Karen. But Jagged Little Pill announces their tour I date soon. I saw that. Yes. And that made me think, we're going to have a new season announcement soon, right? Maybe? Oh, yeah. Or do right. we have a whole year? Do we have to wait? But our shows oh. only go through August, so we're going to have to have no, a new one. No, that's not true, because something got rescheduled for 2023. Yeah, it's like Cats. Is it? It's Cats in 1776. Okay, so then a new season does need to start for right? the fall. Right? So, so that just rolls off into the next new season, is what you mean. Yeah, so I'm thinking okay. we're going to have a season announcement soon, but we need to look into that. We do need to how, look into that. How are we behind on this, Karen? I know, right? Because Jagged Little Pill, because I saw um, you posted on our Facebook page, and I was going to comment on it, because I went and saw Alanis with garbage opening up in Indianapolis, Indiana Wait. in 19... Uh, <laughs> okay. And so... Uh, <laughs> They were going to go on tour again. Garbage was going to open for Alanis again. And then the pandemic happened. Mm. And so, like, I was going to have, like, a little reunion with friends of mine from college. And then it just didn't happen. So I would be all over Jagged Little Pellet. Because I still think about the song with, um, like, the two characters on the couch. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, never mind. I'm sure I do if you tell me a lyric. But but it it was good. My sister had her CD. Maybe... Yeah, it was CD. It wasn't oh, a yeah. it wasn't a tape. It was a CD. Yeah, by that time it was CDs. Mm-hmm. Yes, but right. I mean she was in high school, maybe. Yeah, maybe younger. She would have been younger yeah. because when Jagged Little Pill came out, I was in high school, and I remember thinking to myself, like, "What is this?" Like it was just all this angst and angry girl thrown into one. I remember so, the album yeah. cover. Yes. And I do remember talking in 10th grade at length about how the song Ironic isn't actually a good description of irony. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, why are you ruining this for me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Karen. Yep. Hi there. Just wanted to take a quick moment to ask you to subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you're listening. Rate us and review us, and that helps other listeners find us and also lets us know what it is you like about our podcast. Find us on Facebook at Demusicals or email us at desmusicals at gmail.com. Tell us what you think about the shows that we've reviewed or recommend a show for us to watch, and we'd be happy um, to take your input. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Bye.